0: What is one thing you wish you could change about the first year of our relationship?
1: I feel like I would have had, I should have had a cleaner transition between John and you. John was still in my life and he actually had the keys to my house. There was a situation where John came over when I asked him three separate times to not come over.
0: R-O-T-N, let Let me present to you the Rotten Podcast. Rotten Podcast
1: How do you want me to say it? Rotten Hey guys, good morning. Welcome back to the Rotten Podcast. We're on episode 35.
0: 35. Wow, here we are. It's a I special know. episode today.
1: It's a special episode. Also, like a weird, weird week for me at least. I would say two people that are close to me are hospitalized right now and it just feels really weird. <laughs> Yeah, I like it.
0: You want to get into that a little bit? Yeah,
1: I mean, I feel like I don't want to say names just to like protect their privacy because the last thing I want to do is, you know, talk about them and they don't want to be talked about. But one of my good friends um, knew him all throughout college. Um, He is the definition of a tall man who is also very lean and he just got a spontaneous lung collapse. I don't know if he got, but it happened to him. So he just...
0: His lung spontaneously
1: collapsed. collapsed. yes. And um, I remember the second his brother told me I freaked out because I actually had seen a TikTok about this where a girl who is tall and skinny um, had a lung collapse. And apparently it's very, very common if you're tall and skinny. And they don't know why. I looked up all the causes. I looked up the effects. There was there's nothing out there to explain why this happens and when she was explaining her situation and her surgery she said she felt like she was dying after she got her surgery because what they do to uncollapse the lung or stretch out the lung back to its normal size because what happens is that your lung goes from like 12 eight inches or whatever the height and it like just falls it like unattaches itself your skin
0: it's so scary that that can happen without any cause and just randomly collapse
1: yes And what's scarier is the surgery is disgusting. What they do is they literally grab a scrub, like a scrub daddy, and they scrub your lung. And then the skin that is supposed to attach to your lung, they scrub it, they scrub it, they scrub it, they scrub it until it's so raw and inflamed. And it causes little pockets that when they put together the lung and the chest cavity, it bubbles up and like, you know, reattaches itself because as of now, it's so smooth that it collapses. And so when she woke up from her surgery, she said it was the worst pain she's ever been in. She looked at her nurse and she was like, is this what death feels like? And the nurse was crying for her because she knows That this is considered one of the most painful surgeries you can ever get. because Yeah, she
0: was saying, like, I feel like I've been tortured. Like, I know Mm -hmm. what torture feels like. Mm -hmm. And also, she said it feels like a rug burn. Like, the worst rug burn on the inside of her body. Yeah. On her organs.
1: Because they literally give it a rug burn.
0: That's insane. It's It's so so crazy So, yeah, we went to the hospital right after you found out. Yes. And we visited him. Luckily, Mm -hmm. he was doing okay. I mean... He had a tube hooked up to his lung and he yeah. was in severe pain. Like it's hard to talk. It's hard to breathe, take deep breaths, but he was doing okay. And then we found out today that he has to get the surgery done, which is really painful and yeah. unfortunate that it wasn't able to reconnect by itself. By itself. Yeah, it's so I scary. I don't
1: know. It made me, it put me in a really weird mood for like 24 hours just because He's very healthy, and it made me realize that, you know, like life is so precious. I don't see him and his brother enough. Him and his brother and I were really, really good friends in college. And we probably only see each other once a year, either at Coachella or one of their birthdays or our engagement party we saw them. So it's not something we see them, we don't see them continuously. And I was like, I really want to start reaching out to them and see them more often because we used to be such good friends. And over the last few years, life has just taken its own path from one another. We've kind of split ways, but I still kind. Consider them one of my best friends every time i see them it's like no time has passed but it just made me realize that like time is short so when i got home i like started cuddling zoe <laughs> for 30 minutes because i like
0: well, i don't know i just feel yeah. bad
1: because i think you know out of the four of us in our family Sadly, the next person to probably leave us, even including Shark, would be Zoe because yeah. cats live forever till yeah. they're 20. And just, I don't want to, I hate looking it up, but you know, French bulldogs only live till like 12 and she's at six. So I she's only got have, half
0: of her life left.
1: I'm going to cry if I think about it too much. <laughs> don't cry. I don't want to cry. Okay. I can't think about it. But yeah, so after we got home from seeing, you know, my friend, I just held Zoe for like a really long time and I was like really sad.
0: It really puts into perspective how short life is. Mm -hmm. And even Bronny James, who went into cardiac arrest, he's super healthy 18-year-old. LeBron James, James, son, who's just starting at USC for basketball. He's one of the top recruits in the country.
1: Do you think it's because he's LeBron James' son, or is he really that good? He's
0: really that good. (laughs) I'm sure it's a little mix of both. I mean, I haven't seen too much, but Mm -hmm. he's really good. He's been training his whole life. I mean, when you have a dad that's at that level and you get exposed to that level of practice getting the right coaches at a young age being in those elite leagues you develop really quickly and far superior past the average basketball player so yeah i think he probably is that good um Mm, that's good but yeah it's shocked everybody like
1: is his career over because i would think that after you have a heart attack college basketball coaches and nba coaches are going to be like no like we're done with you. I don't
0: know. I don't think so. I don't think he's just going to stop after that. It might have been just like a freak. I mean,
1: that's crazy. Situation,
0: yeah. It's happened more and more.
1: So I have a family member of mine that has is having heart issues right now and he's also very healthy. And so it's just like why are like these healthy men in my life having stuff wrong with them? And I know you kind of had like a little heart scare as well, but I remember going, going
0: through that and it was the most terrifying feeling in the world. Like yeah. when you have a potential heart issue or you're not sure what's going on and you go get checked out and you have to do other rounds of testing and you're just sitting in the hospital. It's like, I mean, even when we went to visit your friend and you, we, we were on the third floor and it's like where, you know, a lot of people who are on their way out are yes. stationed. Yes. You, We saw this one woman who just looked like, her mouth was open and she was just staring at she the She looked ceiling. like she
1: was decomposing in front of her eyes. It yeah, was she kind of legitimately
0: sad. was. And it just puts into perspective we all will end up in the hospital in those, in that lighting, going through those hallways, having nurses. And you just don't think about that stuff when you're living life. But I mean, god bless all the nurses and doctors out there because we really take them for granted but you don't realize how much you need them until you need them and mm-hmm. then they are your saviors literally
1: that lifestyle is so difficult that it doesn't attract a lot of people into those careers like even i feel like talking i know a lot to- of
0: women who take nursing as a career path because it does seem like a good career path where you get a decent amount of flexibility you only work three days you get really good benefits there's a pretty good career trajectory i guess
1: i'm referring it to it more as in the doctor route mm -hmm. because we know kevin which is mickey's boyfriend who is one of our good friends and his his work-life balance is non-existent
0: he pretty much works seven days a week yeah six days a week every week a lot of weeks seven days a week
1: and it's probably tough for him dating mickey and seeing that You know, her life is a lot different. Yeah, it's so much different than his, even though she's also still a nurse and works part time as a nurse. But I can see like in his eyes, he's like, I'm in so much debt right now while like Mickey is making so much money. And I don't know. I don't think I could go with that lifestyle.
0: But it will pay off. Yeah. Like right when he gets his first job, he'll be making really good money. And I think then, it's like
1: four hundred thousand or something like that, which yeah. is crazy.
0: That'll pay off all of his debt pretty much probably in one year.
1: Yeah. But um in other news, that is better news. We're about to celebrate our five-year anniversary on Sunday. I Today know. is Monday. We put up this podcast in one day, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, we whip it up, edit it, get it out. Yes, I like that it's kind of almost real time.
1: Um, speaking of our five-year anniversary, I am currently wearing. <laughs> what am I wearing, Matthew?
0: You're wearing, which is one of the questions. But you're because we're gonna do some Q and A about our relationship. And uh, you're wearing our f- your first outfit that you wore on our first date.
1: I am. So Mine is the Converse. I didn't. I, I don't have Converse anymore.
0: Was it Converse? I don't remember the shoes.
1: I was wearing Converse.
0: So cute. And you also had a sweater.
1: I did. I still have that sweater. You want me to grab it?
0: No, it's okay. No, I know. I know. What this
1: was it was underneath. This was me like being like. Hi. Okay, well, I'll wear this for a little bit to, like, tease him, and then I'll put this footer on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just so crazy that it's been five years. Like, I've never been in a relationship that long. That's half a decade.
1: I don't think I've been in a longer relationship either. I'm trying to think really hard. I don't think so.
0: And it's so coincidental that when we started dating, Travis Scott dropped Astroworld, hasn't put out any music, and then he just put out Utopia. So right when we first started dating – Till now, he hasn't released new music and it's been five years. It's just a weird kind of coincidence on yeah. trending news.
1: I'm actually shocked he didn't have one song about what happened to World as like a little like memorial, like, like a I'm sorry, like anything. Like mm. I feel like he really d- didn't take accountability for what he did.
0: Yeah. And I, just, I
1: understand that he could only take so much accountability. Right. Right. But there was no, like, I was kind of expecting, like, a song dedicated to the victims or something along those lines.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he made music about it, but I maybe it just didn't make the album. Because I'm sure when you're making music for that long, you make so many songs and then you kind of, you know, go yeah, through the process. Yeah, but it doesn't matter of, if he
1: never posts it. Yeah,
0: that's true. I wasn't expecting him to make a song about the, like, a tribute to the that, but... I could see that.
1: I'm sure his lawyers were like, "Don't do that."
0: Yeah, but
1: I mean, as a good person, I would feel like at least say something because this is like his biggest project after like the entire situation happens But right, I mean, that's just me like putting my opinions on him. Like you know, yeah. I know nothing. Um. Oh, are we doing the questions?
0: Let's do the questions. All right. So
1: Matt put together some questions about our first date our relationship, and so we're just going to answer them because it's a fun little anniversary segment for us.
0: Yeah, and so we'll both we'll both answer each question, but we'll take turns starting who answers first. Okay. So the first one, you can start. Describe what I was wearing the day we first met. <laughs>
1: wow, it's so easy for you because you can literally look at it.
0: Well, I already knew what you wore.
1: Um, I don't particularly remember. Okay, I think you were wearing some sort of jeans. Black? Yes. Black jeans. I remember you wearing Vans. Yes. And I think I think you were wearing a flannel. Mm-mm. A sweater?
0: No. I was wearing, I had this like black and gray t-shirt. You still have I, it? I don't know. I might have gotten rid of
1: it. <gasps> I haven't gotten rid of any of my clothes except a Converse. It was just kind of
0: like a simple lousy t-shirt. Maybe I still have it, but I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm not sure. But then I also had a jean jacket, which I still have. Okay. So I was wearing a jean jacket. I had a black and gray shirt. And then I had black jeans and then white Vans that had like a black, dark blue stripe on them. Like that was the color of their thing. Yeah. And for you, well, you're wearing pretty much what you wore on our first date.
1: Explain my sweater, though. What does my sweater look like?
0: It's like multicolored. It's like red. It has like purple and yellow. Yeah.
1: It's not red.
0: It's a, it doesn't have red, but it has like purple and yellow, and it's multicolored. It's like a there's like a pattern. Mm-hmm. It's like striped or something. I know it's not what kind of fabric. I don't know the fabric. That's a good question. I mean, is it not like, like t-shirt cotton?
1: material? Cotton? Was it knitted? It was knitted. Was there...
0: It was kind of knitted. Yeah.
1: Okay. Good. Yeah. Of course, good. I remember. What shoes?
0: Well, you already told me Converse, <laughs> I but I don't remember you wearing Converse. I'm trying to picture you in Converse. Oh, they were like the low white tops. I right? used to
1: wear Converse just solely, just yeah. Converse
0: a converse gal
1: i was just a converse gal and i a high key low key judge you for your vans
0: did you yeah well we'll get into that we'll in get second. into it okay. in a second so the next question is in detail describe your honest first impression your turn okay so i was like kind of nervous obviously just because i didn't go on too many dating dates from dating apps Mm -hmm. and we met in such a quick way where within a week of even talking and barely having a full conversation, we just hopped into a date. So I'm like going into this with no expectation, but your pictures were very well put together. You were beautiful. And so I was sitting there waiting for you at the table and you walk up and I remember my honest first impression was like, Holy shit. This girl is beautiful. Like, You were more pretty than your pictures, which I wasn't sure if that was going to be the case because your photos are very edited. You wear makeup. They're not
1: edited.
0: They're edited. They're well put together. You're an influencer. So obviously you're good at making content like that. But I was blown away with your natural beauty. It was like, holy crap. And you just came from getting your hair done. You're smart. You're, you timed it up very oh, smart. Oh, yeah. I knew exactly
1: what I was doing. Um, Matt had literally asked me, um, so when are you free this week? And I go, only tomorrow. Because I knew I was free every other fucking day. But what happened was I knew I was getting my hair done. And I was like, if the perfect time exists, it would be right after I got my hair done. And so I said, I'm only free tomorrow, this week. And he said, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I remember when we first started talking, we ordered a drink. We ordered appetizers. And we just... Got into such good conversation that we both didn't even really drink, which that was a really great impression for me on you because I don't really, I think it's unattractive when people like overly drink to compensate for their discomfort. Mm -hmm. But my impression of you was I was like very intrigued with who you were because I didn't really know what you did, but I knew you had a following and you just came like so beautiful. And then the second part of our date was because it went well, you wanted to take me to UCLA, but also to get Boba. So we had val- you had valeted your car and we went and picked it up and it was like a Mercedes convertible. And You had just got it like a couple months before. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, this is crazy. This girl is Were you like,
1: like I don't know if I can keep up.
0: No, I didn't feel that way. I was confident. I was like, all right, this is exactly what I want. So I was just like very impressed by you.
1: For me, I remember we had really great conversation. But I'm trying to think like my first, first impression about you was that I was driving. Okay, so like my hair had finished early and I was like, fuck, I don't want to show up to this date early. So I was sitting in my car texting like alicia and lauren and everyone and i was like i'm about to go on my first date i'm a little nervous i kind of don't want to go i don't think i'm ready to start dating again and i was gonna ditch you
0: (laughs) yeah i know i was gonna ditch
1: you and they actually talked me into you know following through and doing it and um so i like pull up to the restaurant they don't have any parking but while i'm like searching for parking i see you walking and I'm not going to lie. I was not impressed by the outfit. Okay. Which is okay. It's okay. We we looked past it. But you were wearing Vans and like to me Vans is such a skater boy, e-boy type look and I just at that time I was really into like prim proper like I don't know, like business casual clothes just because my ex that's what he wore. Um That's what I used to wear when I was like an intern at UCLA. Like that's what a lot of the kids at UCLA wore. And I don't know, that's kind of what I was used to, like thermals and jeans, like not like graphic tees, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, like, you know what? Like, it's fine. Like his outfits aren't that cute, but I know his face is really cute because I'd seen your hinge profile. And when I saw you, I remember you had like a giant smile when I walked up to you, when I Saw you at the restaurant and I thought you were so cute and like your smile looked, you looked happy to see me. And so we had a really great conversation. And I remember the first thing I thought about you was that it felt so easy. Like our conversations flowed so well. And I remember going into this date being like, okay, like don't give a shit, just be you, which sounds so stupid to say, but it really was like me being me and you being you. And we just melded together. And I was like, I'm going to tell him everything. Because before, before I met you, I was like really shy to talk about like my family history or like my past or things like that. Because to me, I found it kind of embarrassing. But with you, I remember being so vulnerable and it being so easy and you didn't judge me at all. So it was nice.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you said something, too, that isn't obvious, which is being yourself, uh, especially on a date in around the sex that you're attracted to. Because I think so many people go into dates putting on sort of like a mask of who they think they should be. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why a lot of people spend so much time dating because they're not really being themselves. And so you can kind of sense when someone isn't fully being authentic. Oh, yeah. So you really do have to make that conscious effort to be like, you know what, I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to whatever, like, fuck it. I'm going to just go with it. Mm -hmm. So... It worked out. It worked
1: out. It really did.
0: <laughs> okay. What surprised you the most within the first couple weeks of dating? Good thing, something good, something bad. That you were or actually both?
1: good at music. <laughs> I was so shocked because I mean, you kind of told me on our first day, I think before our first day, I don't think you really talked about like how you enjoyed making music and you produced your own music and stuff. So I remember on our first day, I was like, okay, well, I can't really like this guy until I hear his music. Cause I feel like he's not going to be good cause he's white and he likes hip hop and I'm not going to lie. I judged you for it. Okay. And I feel like a lot of people judge people for that.
0: Yeah. You know? I get judged all the time when I tell people I rap and they're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I'm sure uh, I, I know exactly how I think you sound in my head. Yeah.
1: And so I, uh, I was like, okay, like I can't really fall for this guy until I hear his music. And so I was really shocked when you played me your music for the first time. And I was like, holy shit, he's really good. Let me fall in love. And then I think I fell in love that day. (laughs) (laughs) That was literally the opening to fall in love. I was like, okay, like the only thing that the only box he's not checking is that I don't know if his music is good. And if that's what he wants to dedicate his life to, I don't know if I can do it. Then you showed me before we went on our date. Then we went to the Griffith Observatory after you'd shown me and then I fell in love.
0: Oh, I know that story very well. Um, what surprised me? I think it's probably like a handful of stuff. I think your career really surprised me more than anything because okay. I didn't know that people like made money making content or being YouTubers or influencers or whatever you call them. So I think that was like the most surprising thing within the first couple weeks when I went to your house for the first time. I'm like damn, she's got her own, like, house. Like, that's crazy. You were only 26 at the time, 25. Mm -hmm. And to have your own house, even if you're just renting in L.A., that's, like, not that common. You know, it's probably common for you amongst your peers, but it's not common outside of that bubble. Yeah. And um, all the brand trips, like, on our third or fourth date, you invited me to go on, like, an Egyptian cruise for 10 days, which we didn't end up going because it was too too much right away. But I think all those things, like, really surprised me. I was like wow i'm shocked like this lifestyle is kind of wild
1: so you were shocked about my job nothing (laughs) about me
0: i also was like surprised that you were very go with the flow like after our first date you hit me up like two days later to just invite me out of the blue off the cuff to go to your one of your friend's shows and that was probably the most surprising thing early on where i was like oh like that's not really normal i guess For like a girl to kind of initiate that second date super quick, super casual. But it really set the tone and the pace for our relationship where it's like, hey, I'm not playing games. Let's just go to this thing. I have an event or I have this show like come with. Mm -hmm. And I was like really surprised by that. So I was really surprised by your confidence to kind of just be yourself and go with the flow and not play games, which is another thing I think people should try to adopt in their dating lifestyle, which is like so many people play games. You know, they try to calculate or try to play these moves. Like, am I responding too soon? Am I responding too late? It's just like, go with the flow. If you want to go see that person, like initiate it. It doesn't matter if it's the girl or the guy. What did you question most about me when we first started dating? I think I was trying to figure out like who you were like in the first couple weeks because your lifestyle was so new to me. And it was so abnormal to be like taking content in vlogging and having a big following. And so I was like.
1: But I wasn't doing any of that in front of you.
0: You were vlogging, I think, within the first couple of weeks for sure around me. I mean, I really? went on a brand trip after two weeks. So, yeah, you. But were I
1: wasn't vlogging
0: like doing content, mm-hmm. taking pictures. So I was like, what's real? What's not real? I don't know what I'm seeing on the Internet. Like, is this really who you are or is this sort of like a front? Like, it took me a little bit to kind of, like, figure that out. And it was mm-hmm. more from my end, just having questions and it being new to me, where it was nothing you were doing, but I'm, like, it was such a new lifestyle to be around that it made me, like, have to kind of, like, figure out, like, who you really were. Does that make sense?
1: Sure. If you know? it makes sense to you, it makes sense, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> sure. What did you question the most about me when we first started oh. dating?
1: Hmm. You want the honest truth?
0: Yeah. That's the point of this.
1: (laughs) I feel like when we were first dating, you were stressed about money a lot. Which, I mean, for me, I wasn't stressed at 25 or 26 about money at all, right? Because I had done really well on
0: YouTube. (laughs) I'd done really well.
1: And... I was okay with just like paying for stuff at the beginning, but you know, like it took a minute for you to get like a steady job. You were doing a lot of like food videography and videography for like, um, contract work. So it, it wasn't like super steady for you, but then you started working at the marketing job you have, um, now, and that was like super steady. And that was maybe like within three months of us dating. Mm -hmm. So I only questioned the money thing for maybe the first month or two.
0: That's valid. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is really. I don't valid. think I
0: ever opened up really about it until there was no. One but date. I'm also
1: not stupid.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not like you were paying for things. I was also like, I paid for our first date. I never made it a thing.
1: No, you didn't. But it was like
0: it was something you were questioning.
1: I knew that I had to take the responsibility if we if I wanted to do something really fun, like if I wanted to go to Disneyland. I was never expected you to pay for it, although you expected to pay for at least yourself. You like never thought you yeah. yeah so like i would surprise you and just pay for it but i did question it because it was like okay well like it was almost like a hindrance to us because you weren't as down to do things because you were you didn't want me paying for it mm-hmm. but in my head i was like well i have like so much money like i want to do these things Less. and i don't care if i have to pay for it yeah i mean nowadays it's very even between the two of us so like it's worked out just fine but yeah. at the beginning it was like a little like it wasn't even about you making money. It was the fact that you felt so uncomfortable letting me pay for things that affected how I felt about doing fun things. And I just, I just wanted a boyfriend that was fucking down to do anything because my ex before had a nine to five job. He only had two weeks off of work. He couldn't go with me on brand trips. He couldn't do anything with me. And I knew going into my next relationship, I was like, I want to date a guy that doesn't have a typical nine to five so that I can do all the fun things that I haven't been able to, um, do with my boyfriend.
0: Right. Yeah. I wanted it to be more. Compatible with your lifestyle. Yeah. And I felt the same way because I wasn't working a traditional job, never had worked a tradi- I worked side jobs, I worked part-time, but I was never working a nine to five salary job where I had to request time off.
1: Until <laughs>
0: <laughs> until like into our relationship, like three yeah. months into our relationship. But I remember with my previous relationship, it was the opposite. It was the same thing for you where I'm like, I'm at home making music, I'm going on these shoots, I can dictate my own schedule. I didn't want to like, it, it is really a hindrance when someone has such a structured life where they can only have go time do on the weekend. Like, yeah. And then they're drained. And so that time is so valuable and it becomes like a bigger thing. And for you, it's just a normal day. But, but luckily with my job, especially at the beginning, I had a lot of leniency. We would be like, <laughs> oh, on a trip, I would just like hit up Alex, my boss, and be like, hey, can I go to. Yeah. you know canada next week or whatever that was before i started the job but like hey i'm going to morocco mm-hmm. at the end of the month like i need five days off and i yeah, was able she to was make so the days chill off i love alex so
1: much yeah um, we should go visit her i want to see her <laughs> i know
0: we need to well you kind of already answered this but what was the moment you fell in love with me
1: when we were at griffith observatory watching the show and looking up at the dome <laughs> And the I star over, show or the, whatever it the was. The star yeah. show. And I looked over at you and the, the stars were like sh- beaming on your face and you just looked so happy. And then you looked over at me and I was like, I think I'm in love. I think I'm in love.
0: So that was the moment. What about you? Yeah, that was the same moment for you me. You fell
1: in love with me the same time I fell in love with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, we talked about this. I think I'm the first one to say that that's when I really fell in love with you. And I have it in my journal and stuff. But like
1: by the way we were not even official yet
0: yeah we weren't official no but that was the moment i knew because we were sitting there and i think for me what it was was i was anxious to like show you my music wasn't sure like your reaction i mean i knew it was good but we hadn't gotten to that level yet where i felt like you knew me Mm -hmm. fully and i remember when we went to griffith it was kind of like the first public place where we were like out around a lot of people and i just remember I'll never forget, you're like, hey, I gotta go to the bathroom. I was like, all right, so you went to the bathroom. And then I just remember like standing around, like waiting for you. And then I was like, that's someone I'm with. It was like the first time that you kind of like left me, but you were like my responsibility. It was like the first moment of responsibility where I was like, what? I don't know how to explain it. Is that weird?
1: Yeah
0: it's cu- it's very cute but i remember the way that it made me feel it was like oh i care about you like i'm waiting for you mm-hmm. i don't know how to explain it
1: you're making sure i was
0: okay yeah i was making sure you're okay i'm like this is the girl i'm waiting for and it just made like really put into perspective like how much i really liked you and then when i saw you i'm like yes but then when we <laughs> were sitting in the show and we were holding hands and it was like we weren't even talking i think that's what it was because it was it was a show and we were in pitch black staring up at this star thing Mm -hmm. and I remember we were just like holding hands and I just had that crazy feeling where I'm like I love this person like this is nuts like I just had that feeling you know like the butterflies like the whole how many days
1: did we know each other before we fell in love I'm trying to think maybe seven nine days
0: yeah but I don't think that's abnormal when you are really being yourself Mm -hmm. I think it takes a lot of people time to figure out who and if they like someone because maybe they're not really revealing who they really are. So they're not sure if the person will receive them. But I think off the bat, both of us were like, let's put it on the table. This is our life story. This is what we want. This is where we've been. This is where we want to go. Does it work? Okay. And then boom. can I tell
1: you a secret? Yeah. <laughs> um. So I was very one. I you knew I just wanted to fuck you. On our first or second date whatever we've talked about this before but i had known about my trip to egypt for a little bit maybe even before we officially met and I, on our first date i was like i kind of think i want to ask him but i barely knew you but i just had like this feeling that we'd have a lot of fun together and i at this point i was in my fuck girl i just want to fuck but you were like the only person i ever fucked after <laughs> and i was just in that like i want to like fuck stage i purposely had to be like, okay, I have to see him a few times before I ask him. So I knew we were gonna see each other a lot before I officially asked you, because I mean, I, f- I almost feel like I manipulated the situation really? <laughs> to get you to like me and to like have a lot of dates. Like maybe you think I'm a lot more carefree and I was, but also like I knew from the beginning, I wanted to ask you to go on a trip with me because I wanted to go on this trip. And I was like, I have no one to go with, right? Because like, All of my girlfriends at the time just like didn't like to travel that often. And I was like, I kind of want to do it with like a guy. Like just like have fun with a guy for 10 days. And so I, yeah. But then we ended up falling in love. (laughs) (laughs) But I like that we fell fell in love with one another the same day. That's cute.
0: What was the moment you knew you wanted to marry me?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like (laughs) when we fell in love maybe. (laughs) It's like, I want to marry this guy. I felt
0: like we talked about it so much too. Like when we fell in love.
1: Yeah, I... In our first year of dating, we talked about babies and marriage like right away. So it was never a question. I felt like I always knew I wanted to marry you or start a family in life with you. I think I got scared, though, in our between our second and third year of our relationship because we kind of just all of a sudden stopped talking about that entirely. And I was like, what's going on? Like, why are we no longer talking about our future? And it made me really scared and then we had a conversation about why that was happening and then you know that things changed and we started talking about our future again
0: mm-hmm. and then i got a ring you got, got a ring. i think yeah like falling in love with someone like i had been in love before but i wasn't in a place in my life where i was ready to take any next steps so i think the timing i wouldn't have allowed myself to fall in love with someone i didn't want to marry at the age and the place i was mentally So I think right away when we fell in love, I was like, this is the person I want to marry. Like, I'm head over heels for this human. Mm. And uh, I remember on our trip to Canada, I just remember, like, when we went fishing. Yeah. And I just remember you were so down to, like, help with, like, unfishing the hooks and just, like, get your hands dirty. That it was another surprising thing that (laughs) I loved about you where you were just so go with the flow. Yeah, I'll get my hands dirty. Maybe you were just trying to be cool because now you'd be like,
1: I don't know. (laughs) Just kidding. Excuse me.
0: I'm kidding. No, you love to like push yourself. But I remember being like, wow, I want to marry this girl. Like, yes, absolutely.
1: Uh. yeah. No, I feel that like that
0: was the fakest reaction. <laughs> I've Sorry, ever I was heard.
1: Literally, I was literally thinking in my brain, like I have fallen in love with a guy that I didn't want to marry. And I'm like, I'm trying to think about at this age, like that couldn't happen anymore. Like you, you can't fall in love and not want to marry. That's just like a waste of time. Yeah. At, at a certain age, it's like you fall in love to marry. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was just thinking about what you were saying.
0: What is one thing you wish you could change about our first date?
1: Nothing, it was great. Maybe your outfit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it wasn't that bad, by the way. It wasn't that impressive for sure. It was it just was like a not basic, impressive. simple outfit. I guess
1: if I look at this outfit, I'm like, it's not that impressive either. But No,
0: it looks hot though, super hot. I think if I went on a first date now, I would have a way better outfit. <laughs> Yeah. My style has been way better since yeah. knowing you. I'd probably change the first kiss.
1: Oh my God, I forgot about our terrible first kiss. <laughs> what would you change about it? Your tongue slipping in?
0: No, I don't care about that. Maybe I wouldn't have led with tongue because <laughs> I know how much you don't like that. But I think after the first kiss, because it wasn't that great, I probably would have like tried again.
1: Did we not kiss multiple times? It was just the one.
0: I think it was just like one kiss. Like make session. One like mini session and then we kind of were like flirty and then walked and then that's when we left. Yeah. And then maybe there was like a peck when we like separated.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. But I, I d-
0: would change that. Like I would probably do like maybe a more steamy make out session like on the way out or something, you know. But either way, I wouldn't change anything because it worked out so well. It worked so well, you you know. Made both of us want more, which is well. The
1: kiss did not make us want more, but the day itself made us want more. Yeah, totally. Like I knew I wanted to invite you to my trip to Egypt on our first date.
0: That's so crazy. But I was like, I need to,
1: I need to like keep seeing him because I can't just fucking ask the guy. And it was like happening within like a week and a half of us knowing each other. So I was like, I can't just see him on the second date and ask him. Like I have to like, we'd have to fuck. (laughs) <laughs> like we'd have to like we'd have to progress somehow <laughs> we gotta
0: progress quick that's so funny we were pushing that along what is one thing you wish you could change about the first year of our relationship i don't know it's tough because the one thing that i'm thinking about that i wish i could change would be of course my situation like i situation? wish i didn't live so far away in the valley it was so tough for me it felt like because i was ubering taking express uber pools from my place in sherman oaks to venice to work then back to your place then back to my place and then there'd be times where i'd go back to your place and so i wish that i if i could change anything i wish that i had a car but like i had to go through what i went through so it's hard to say i don't know if i would change anything i think i mean may- what would
1: that have changed about a relationship i don't think it would. Have changed i would anything. have more
0: to offer if i had a car i feel like i would have been more
1: down to do stuff
0: Maybe just down to do stuff, but also feeling more confident. Like, I felt a little... I didn't feel, like, not confident, but I just didn't like that I didn't have a car to, like, go take you on a date. Like, a Mm -hmm. proper date. It was like I wasn't able to really just, like, pick you up or, like, show up and then, like, take you, you know?
1: Yeah, but within the first year of us dating, you did get a car. No, I know. That March, yeah. Yeah. So, like, six months later. I know mine. I feel like I would have had... I should have had a cleaner transition between John and you. Not to say that we overlapped in any way, but John was still in my life as a friend. Mm. And he actually had the keys to my house because we were sharing Zoe. And so my manager, um, who's not directly my manager, but she works at the same firm as my manager and like practically feels like my manager sometimes. She had a situation where her and her ex had been sharing their dog for like the last five years. Every two weeks they would switch on and off. Right. So I thought me being me being like, no, I can be friends with my ex. No, like John and I are such good friends. We can do this. We can have this like joint custody of freaking Zoe. And so there was a situation where I asked John not to come over. I didn't tell him why, because I didn't feel the need to. I had to tell him I was dating anyone, but. John came over when I asked him three separate times to not come over to, gra- to drop off Zoe. And I feel like he purposely came over
0: to see be- what was up.
1: To see what was up because I wasn't telling him because I didn't feel the need I needed to tell my ex anything about my mm-hmm. new life. Right. So that I felt like hurt me a lot and probably didn't make you feel too hot in that situation. I
0: honestly felt with that that I was just like respecting your relationship and mm-hmm. I understand what it's like. And I was in a very similar situation where I wanted to be friends with my ex, but she had a hard time with it. And so I understood what it felt like to hurt someone. And so I was just trying to be as supportive and understanding as possible. Like I didn't feel any type of way. I felt bad to be the person that probably appeared to be
1: the bad person, like
0: (laughs) a bad guy. But if I was him, I'd be like, fuck that guy. You know, like he's the bad one. But it didn't really affect me that much, but it affected me because it affected you.
1: Yeah, and I feel like John was always such a nice guy. And by the way, I only date nice guys. Like, Matt's a very nice guy. And I feel like you guys could have had some sort of, like, friendly relationship mm-hmm. or friendly friendship if, that, if I had been more honest and upfront with John, but mm-hmm. I didn't even...
0: Here's what I'll say about that. I think it's not really... I think maybe you could have had the foresight to understand that dynamic. Mm -hmm. But I think genuinely you were able to have that friendship. It was just him who wasn't able to have the friendship. So you almost had to do more work to set the boundaries to protect him. But that's not your job. Yeah. You know, but he was saying he wanted to be friends. He wanted to be in Zoe's life. He wanted to let you do your thing. But that actually wasn't true as much as maybe he wanted to. He didn't because he still wanted you back. He was still looking for that thing. He got upset at you when you did nothing wrong. You tried to make him not come over to drop off Zoe. And he literally, not only did he just come, he walked in. So it's like you kind of have to know what you're doing if you're a guy going over to your ex's house who told you, hey, don't drop off the dog. I'll pick it up. So I think he was seeking that, sadly. Yeah, he um, was definitely seeking it. But if it was if he was in the same place as you, you guys would be able to have a relationship and we would be able to have a relationship, but Yeah. That's why it's so hard to be friends with exes because it's usually one or, like it's usually one person that's not able to that causes the the rift the rift in it. Yeah,
1: um, and it's it's so sad because to me like he was such a part not to talk about my ex. I don't care. Yeah. Okay, well, let me talk okay. about it then. Okay, let me. Um, so like for me, like he was a a large part of my adult life, right at that moment when it was like 2018, because we met when I was 19, 20, and then we had dated on and off, you know, for like the first couple of years and then had a real relationship for like two and a half, three years. I like, I wanted that friendship because I cared so much about his well being and his mental health and his like, and I wanted nothing but the best for him. But it was really sad how things ended because it ended with him. Looking at me as if I was the bad person Which I will gladly take if that makes him move on Yeah And feel better about himself But I hate that I was the bad person in his story Mm -hmm. And I know like you're a villain in someone else's story Like every single person on this earth is a villain in someone's story But I just hate that like I'm the villain Or at least I was the villain in his story at one time But I don't know how he feels now Because like we have no point of contact So yeah
0: well, that's like the song that I wrote. True, it's like I literally say that. Like, I guess I'm the asshole. Yeah. Because I'm the one who.
1: How does it go again? I
0: don't even remember my Something, own song. Uh, it's like broke your heart in seven ways. No, you broke your heart in day. seven
1: ways. Now you're seeing better days. Everything you said about me is true. So I slowly fade,
0: fade away. So go and put your hate away. I I'm better, and it's true.
1: Yeah. ho ho ho! ho. Yeah. Either way.
0: But, yeah, I mean, that's got to be tough from, like, 20 to 25, especially for your career and everything you were going through. When you have that person who's been there for that, yeah. like, really pivotal period in your life, they'll always hold a special place in your heart, mm-hmm. you know? And I went through the exact same thing. I felt like we had a very parallel um relationship Relationship. like our previous relationship was a long relationship it was through the same period of our life we kind of were figuring out who we were and what we wanted and really went after it and felt like maybe our partners were holding us back and weren't at the potential of what we were seeking
1: Mm -hmm. I agree but I wish nothing but the best for him and he's like one of the smartest guys I've ever met and Mm -hmm. I hope he's doing really well
0: yeah same for my ex it's sad she blocked me on everything and (laughs) Venmo and just like everything you I got imagine. blocked on
1: Venmo too
0: <laughs> I mean I wish that I could like you know have a relationship or be like how are you doing you know but it's like yeah can't even have that and I get it like I respect also it's I just, wouldn't
1: care even if, if you you know reached out to her now and being like hey I hope you're doing well I feel the like
0: the only time I, re- I reached out to her twice mm-hmm. since we broke up and one of them was to just be like hey like you wouldn't believe this I'm at um Halle Berry's house it was like kind of telling her about some of my experiences in LA and things were okay between us. Like we were kind of keeping a little bit in point of contact. This is like right when I moved to LA yeah. and then she had like a hard time with seeing my stories and just my new life. And then I reached out to her a couple years ago when her mom passed, Um, which was really sad and she appreciated it and thanked me. And then that was pretty much it. But now she's married and, You know, it's so crazy. Like, you know, it's wild. Yeah, She got married before us. So good for her. I'm happy that she's happy. or found someone she wants to be with. That was that was like my biggest concern. I'm like, I just hope and I know she'll find someone, but it's comforting and assuring knowing that she's happy and with someone else.
1: Mm -hmm. Like I didn't feel comfortable moving on until I knew that, like, my ex was okay moving on. That's just because we care about. (laughs) I feel like it's a very empathetic thing to feel. Yeah, Yeah,
0: totally. We got a few more questions. We should probably do these kind of quick. This is a good one. What is one memory you wish you could relive from our relationship? I could think of a time.
1: Okay, you go first then. Our
0: Canada trip when we first started dating. Uh, I would love to relive that. Those new feelings, like all those new experiences. By the way, that was the best brand trip I've been on. Yeah. That was amazing. I would want to relive that. For I sure. would
1: 100% w- would want to relive like the first few months of our relationship before our first fight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Our first fight just changed a lot of things, um, <laughs> um, minus the John situation. I would delete that out and then relive everything else.
0: Okay, what was the biggest doubt you had about me?
1: Biggest doubt? Um, I didn't have a lot of doubts about us.
0: Yeah, I don't. I I didn't either. What attracted to you most about me when we first started di- dating slash met? Your face. Okay. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: if you want me to be shallow? I will be shallow. No, it's it's, okay. it's your fucking dimples. In That's the jawline and the nose. I used to do this. If you guys are seeing on video, I used to do this to Matt, which meant I was staring at his nose and he'd just like laugh at me all the time. And I'd be like,
0: straight Matt straight has
1: throat. like the straightest fucking nose you'll ever Only see on a man. Only one side.
0: Anyways. What do
1: you mean? Let me see both sides.
0: There's like one side that is like.
1: Okay. Yeah. Straighter. that That's a tiny bit straighter. Yeah.
0: Which is a weird thing that one side is straight. <laughs> um, what did you tell your friends about me after our first date? I don't know. Especially because you were nervous about it. So I'm sure you had a follow up like I, girls go crazy. I don't about remember that shit. what
1: I said to them. I just I think I said I had a good date. Um, We kissed. Because I know
0: they're like, bitch, tell me what happened. Oh, my fucking
1: God. Did he kiss you? Did he slip his hands underneath you? No, I'm, no, no, no. no. Uh, I don't remember. I think I just probably said like we had a really good date. I liked
0: him. That is the most generic bland thing. you, All right, give do you me remember?
1: All right. You go first.
0: I remember telling Mario like. When I got home and we were on the couch, I was like, wow, I just had like a really epic date. Really? Like I'm like, I'm not really sure how I feel about this girl, but we just had so much fun. What do
1: you mean you don't know how you feel about me?
0: Well, remember we kissed and there wasn't like any sparks mm-hmm. or anything, which was a little confusing. Like there wasn't like that sexual chemistry. Yeah. But we had fun. We were flirty. We learned a lot about each other and it was so new and refreshing because there was no games. It happened so quick. I was like, I just met someone really yeah. cool. Like it was so exciting. So I was just kind of like filling him in about that.
1: I think for me, I, cause you know, I'm not the greatest texter. So I think I might've just given like a very generic and I can probably look it up. Like he was, it was really fun. I really like him. But unless I see my friends in person, I don't have those types of conversations with them. I know
0: your friends were prodding with questions like whatever. Well, I don't okay. remember.
1: <laughs> Maybe I wasn't that impressed after our first kiss.
0: Apparently. <laughs> What did your friends say about me after they met me? Oh,
1: they really liked you. They thought you were super, super
0: nice. Yeah. Yeah. Same. They're like, oh, my God, Tiffany. She's so cute. She's so nice. Really? Yeah. And I remember people were like, you guys are like, I've never seen two people like in love. It's like infectious the way Mm -hmm. that you guys are in love. I remember Jennifer and Celeste, like when they met you for the first time, they're like, you guys are like.
1: So happy, yeah, so happy. I would say after the tart because I think you met a lot more of my friends at the tart. What one? When, when was it that you met my friends? Do you remember? Was it the tart event? Was the that tart the first event one? was
0: the time I met like Adeline and Andre, Andre and, and all and them. Sierra and all them. And then I remember when we went to Lauren's and she was dating Alex at the time, and we went over there for the first like YouTube boxing thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there was like tons of people there. There was like twenty people.
1: I would say that. For sure, after the tart thing, I remember Andre texting me being like, "Oh my god, I really like Matt. He's super nice. Wow, you guys look so good together." I remember that was like a common thing was that people were saying like, "You guys look so cute together." Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I mean, they've never said anything negative about you to me ever. So
0: what is like your favorite green flag about me?
1: My favorite green flag about you. <sighs> Sorry kind of thing you have so many good green flags um
0: something that like benefits our relationship for like the long term maybe
1: what's like what's a green flag i I think uh, to me like i love how much you take care of me and how much you put an effort in our relationship and our dogs so i think that's a green flag
0: Mm -hmm. i would say mine is like your support when it comes to my career i think that's like a really important thing for me that i felt like i didn't have in my last relationship but Mm -hmm. someone that was going to give me the space or the understanding like hey i need to work or hey like i totally get it
1: yeah i feel like i never get in the way of you working it's like you want to work well we'll you
0: do because we enjoy spending so much time (laughs) together where it's like yeah that gets in the way
1: all right guys well that is everything happy five-year anniversary on sunday baby
0: i can't believe it five years
1: yeah it's
0: weird why is it weird Half five years is a long time Wait, i want to figure out how many days that is one sec five times 365 1800 days together jesus christ it's one too many <laughs> <laughs> right. Anywho. i
1: love you um I love you too. if you guys haven't yet make sure to subscribe give us those five stars baby and leave us a freaking comment let us know what is your longest relationship you've ever yeah, had i'm genuinely it. curious if it could be two days or it could be Never. two decades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. All right. Well, that's it. Happy Rotten Podcast Day. I don't <laughs> even know what is going on. Oh, you're but hilarious. we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye, see guys. See you next Tuesday.
0: Bye, guys.